0: Why don't you introduce yourself really quick?
1: Hi, I'm Rachel Stevens with Red Monk.
0: Now, now I, uh, you know, I, I think how long have you been at Red Monk? Two years? My um, sense, my sense of time is screwed 1. up. Okay, right. So one of the things, notably, when you were hired, is that like you know how to read like uh, quarterly returns and balance sheets and stuff like that. Uh, do I get that right? Yes. So let me, since we only have a few minutes, let me just say, if if you were you know to the nerds out there. If you were like, here are like two to three things, like if you want to just as a quick heuristic when you hear about like quarterly returns or whatever, here's like what you should really pay attention to. Like here's what's interesting, particularly for like tech companies. Cause there's always like a blizzard of like stuff and, and it all like, I don't know, it's hard to decode. And, and, and to give you some time to think, unless you're faster at thinking than I am, I'll give you an example of, like, the type of advice I would give. One, I would say, like, so if you're looking at a software company, gross margin is basically bullshit. Don't worry about gross margin, right? Because the way software companies do their numbers, like, it's always, like, 70 or 80%, but really what you want to pay attention, which is cool in manufacturing, but for a software company, you want to pay attention to... Whatever the equivalent of opink, EBIT, ebita, whatever the trendy thing uh, that basically is profit, like that's what you should pay attention to. But I don't even know if that's right, but that's kind of an example of like, what are just some quick things that you would look at for like, let's narrow down to a software company. Like, what are the important things to look at if you've only got like a few seconds to glance at it?
1: I think top line is pretty much always interesting to see what kind of revenue is coming in mm-hmm. and where they're at in terms of being able to monetize. And bottom line is also good in terms of whether or not they're actually making money at the end of the day. And if you're not really familiar with financials, you can stick with top line and bottom line and get a fairly good sense of the overall picture of the company. I Mm. think that's in terms of the balance sheet on a software company. It's a little bit tricky um, in terms of what numbers you care about because the assets are very different for a software company. I don't know if I have any quick advice on the balance sheet and then there's just a wealth of information in the cash flow statement. And the cash flow statement tends to be the hardest to read of all of the three financial statements. But if you want to spend some time diving in, I think cash flow is probably where I would recommend.
0: And and is, is cash flow stuff like like uh, standardized with like gap stuff? Or is it is, isn't that one of the things that's like non non-standard like only norms are applied to cash flow? Or are there regulations on that?
1: There are standardized cash flow statements for public companies
0: okay okay that's good and and so so then uh so then an- another question that, you know I, I that I think is interesting is like so so like why should you care about like quarter over quarter stuff like how how do you how should you think about like over the four quarters like thinking about and analyzing the returns like what's the kind of basis for that or basis is a weird word but like what's the framework you would approach it at like do you care about the Q1 results or only the Q4 ones? And then like, why are you interested in what last quarter looked like? Like, are things that consistent that the quarters should look kind of the same or there's growth? Or like, what what's the framing for like caring about quarterly stuff?
1: I tend to like long-term views more. So in terms of what mm-hmm. I like quarterly is being able to see quarter over quarter trends in an aggregate. So I, I don't tend to work, especially with sales cycles and software and Um, licensed software in particular, you can see some really big spikes for when things come in that will even out over the course of an entire year. Mm, So if you you focus a lot on what's going on quarter to quarter without having that context, you can get some very misleading information. But if you look at it kind of as a holistic aggregate and over, (laughs) I like to look at things over at least one year, hopefully over more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to see like trending essentially, right? And to see compared to past performance and things like that. Yes. And so, so last question before, uh, before we wrap up. So here, here's like, I've had people explain this to me many times and I'm still a little like philosophically weird about it or, or unsettled. So oftentimes when you read like, uh, quarterly results or whatever, there'll be this note of like met or did not meet analyst expectations. And, like that seems to be important, but it's kind of weird. Like, like it's good or bad to meet expectations, or it's ultimately, I think, bad to either be way above or way below because people like predictability. But like, is that a good idea to have like some external? Like, how does it come about that like the analyst expectations are such a big deal? Like, I, I don't kind of get the the way that that plays into everything.
1: I th- I think that. I probably struggle with the same question that you do, honestly. I think I also <laughs> right. have those problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I've, re- I've read a lot of financial analyst PDFs and, like, I don't feel like they really know what they're talking about beyond the spreadsheets. Like, there's some of them who do, like, especially, like, the chip and the hardware ones. Like, they seem to be pretty informed. But, like, they'll just, like, say wackadoodle things and do, like, comparisons to other companies that are, like, they're not even in the fruit section. It's, like, comparing, like, a crab to, like, a cast iron skillet. And, like, it's all in a grocery store, at least the ones I go to. But, like, they're not really very interesting. So it's it's difficult to figure out why analysts, aggregates of analyst expectations are such, like, a big deal.
1: And having worked at the public companies on the other side of things, I think it's as you start to manage to external expectations that you start to make worse and worse decisions. So I, mm. I think that's the other side of the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So analyst expectations – Big mystery, but they're out there and man, man, they, they, uh, they make nice PDFs. I love the like three, three pages and every two page report of like disclaimers and stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's good stuff. You got to think about the trees when you print that. Well, uh, wh- why don't you tell people, uh, uh, you know, in case you solve this mystery and, and you blog or tweet about it, wh- where could people find you in the future?
1: And they can come on over to the red monk website or you can follow me on Twitter at rstevensme.
0: All right. Well, thanks for a little impromptu thing here. It's always good to try to figure out what's going on with uh with the dollar signs and all those other ones. So, uh as always, if you if you liked this type of uh I don't know, chatter, uh you can go to a Cote show available at cote.show. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can subscribe to it or just click on the play about 50 times, wh- whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable with. It's also good if you recommend it to other people or you just, uh, write me on Twitter that you listen to it. So I, I don't feel lonely. Otherwise it's kind of like altered states, except nothing happens. I'm just all alone in the dark in some, uh, high saline liquid, metaphorically speaking. All right. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.